Hello and welcome to A Composer's Journey. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about composing speed, how fast you need to be to write for film music. And also we're going to be talking about some tricks that Hollywood or TV composers use to keep fast, <laughs> to, to, to write music faster. So this question comes from Lucas and Lucas asks, how fast must I be able to compose in order to start working with film scoring? I ask this because many people say that the industry in general has very short deadlines. And he finally said, the last thing he says is, I need around seven to nine hours of work to compose one minute of music that I'm really satisfied with. I have no clue if that is enough to start. So he needs seven to nine hours to compose one minute of music that he's satisfied with. And that's okay. That, that's actually very good, um, especially if you're really satisfied with the music. The reality is, I think when you're composing the deadlines and you have to compose loads of music at once, it might not necessarily uh, satisfy you. That's the reality of the job. My worst deadline, and maybe I'll show you this in another episode, my worst deadline was that I had one day to turn out three days of music. They needed a composer at really short notice for something, and I had one day to write three minutes of complete finished music. and. I had no time to brainstorm or be creative. I just churned out crap. Um, it was something like, uh... oh God, that's too high. That kind of thing. I mean, it sounded nicer than that because it wasn't a crappy keyboard, but uh, but um, it was, you know, really generic stuff because I, I didn't have time to really, put my soul into it because I needed to not only compose it, I needed to mock it up into a proper um, piano and strings and orchestra stuff since and then mix it and everything. I had so much work to do that I just had to churn out. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was complete crap, but I had to churn out something really generic and uncreative. That being said, I was actually really pleased with the end result. You know, I pushed through and I just wrote, even though I knew that it wasn't very creatively inspired. And by the end, I was actually really pleased. This is a story for another podcast, but the deadlines can be really tight. And sometimes you have to produce music that you are not satisfied with. But anyway, what's the average? So John Williams, who is by no means average, says he composes about two minutes of music per day when he's working on a film. Two minutes per day six days a week and it takes him about two to three months eight to twelve weeks to finish a score i know someone who writes as much as five minutes per day remember that john williams is writing everything by hand pencil and paper i know someone who uses cubase and a bunch of virtual instruments who can churn out five minutes per day and I'm not going to name them. Their music isn't particularly inventive. Sometimes they have brilliant moments of inspiration. Their music isn't particularly inventive, but it certainly gets the job done and it certainly keeps them in work. So five minutes a day is on the higher end, I think. Two to three minutes a day is a very good thing to aim for. Two to three minutes of finished music per day is, is a very solid thing to aim for. Some people claim as much as 10 minutes per day. I fully believe that 10 minutes a day is possible. I just very much doubt that the quality of music is going to be very good. So th there are shortcuts you can take. Um, nowadays, modern virtual instruments 
can give you all kinds of shortcuts that can make you write a minute's worth of music without even trying. You can get pads. These are kind of synths which slowly evolve. You just hold down one note. And actually, I'll see if I can get one up now. I mean, this is a sort of complete guess. Uh, but you can get a pad which I, where I can just press one button and it'll just make a noise, which I can then just hold it down and it'll make a cool kind of noise. So here's a random, let's click on, I don't know, let's click on reaching out. This is just a random brass based pad. So here we go. I'm just going to press a C. Okay, that's that's pretty horrendous. <laughs> that's, that's not um, not quite what I was hoping for. Uh, what about this one? Fear the worst. This is this is called Forzo. This library, Forzo, by um, Heaviosity. So here we go. By the way, I'm not doing anything. I'm having a sip of coffee while holding down a C, the note C. But listen, how cool is that? I'm not doing anything. And I could even um, I could even get some pulses up if you give me a second. So pulses are when the music's going and you know it's evolving slowly over time. But all the composer has to do is hold down notes like this. How cool is that? I'm not even doing anything. How long did that take me to compose? And obviously, you know, in reality, if I were doing this for real, I would change a few things because. Um, if you just press this button, this is how it comes right out of the box. The danger is that everyone else in the world will do exactly the same thing too, and then you'll get sued for plagiarism. So you actually want to change a few things to make sure it's not exactly as it comes out of the box. But this is a shortcut that composers can use. They can buy software libraries where they can simply press a button. I'll play a different one. Um, let's see. Let's try this one. Now, I don't particularly like that one, but it's just an example of how easy this can be. And then if you if you just did that, if you decided to write a track where for a minute straight, it was this. <laughs> you know, you can add stuff on top of that, but fundamentally, it sort of writes itself. <laughs> so there are 100% there shortcuts to do. But I would say you do want to get a little bit faster, Lucas. You want to aim. If John Williams does two minutes, two minutes is a good thing to aim for, especially if it's music you're really satisfied with. So finally, I want to talk about a few things, a few other things that real composers do to um, get out more music per day. So first, I want to talk about Hans Zimmer, because everyone has this romantic idea of the artist, the composer, being one solitary figure who does all the work himself or herself. That's rarely true in film and TV nowadays. It's rarely a solitary figure. No one makes it alone anymore. Normally there's a whole team, even with John Williams. John Williams really is a genius and he really does write the whole thing himself, but he still has a team of assistants, orchestrators just to help him. You know, if he was doing every little thing himself, even all the tedious work, 
it, it would just be too much. He has a team. Hans Zimmer also has a team. And I think the way that Hans Zimmer works is quite brilliant. So before the film comes out, Hans Zimmer will write a suite. Before he even starts properly, you know, writing music to picture, he will write a full creative suite of ideas. So if you look up The Dark Knight, the soundtrack to The Dark Knight, um, the very first track on the soundtrack album is called Why So Serious. Now this music, this is it's a nine minute track. These nine minutes of music don't actually appear in the film. Bits of them do, but this nine minute segment isn't actually from the film. This nine minute segment is a suite written by Hans Zimmer. It's just a creative suite of ideas which he associates with the character, the Joker. So Hans Zimmer is just plugging ideas in. He's just creating this suite. And he does the same. The very last track is 16 minutes and it's called A Dark Knight. And that's his suite of ideas for Batman. So the first track is his suite of ideas for the Joker and the last track is his suite of ideas for Batman. And it's just literally throwing ideas into a piece of music. And what will happen is when the cuts of the film finally come, he's already written most of his ideas. He's already brainstormed and created the ideas. Now what he needs to do is sort of take those ideas from his suites and plug it into the film. The music or the main creative ideas from the music have already been composed. Now it's time to snip them out of the creative suite and plug it into the scene. Uh, I hope that makes sense. So he's already written these, these, these musical ideas. They're just not written to picture yet. And now the main work, once the film comes, the main work is actually making the music fit to the picture. So he doesn't have to spend hours brainstorming new ideas. He's already got his ideas. John Williams does the same. John Williams says he always starts with the credits. He starts writing with the credits. And when you listen to a John Williams credit scene, what is it? It's all the main themes of the film. You hear all the main themes. You listen to The Empire Strikes Back. What do you hear? You hear the main Star Wars theme. You hear the Millennium Falcon theme. You hear Yoda's theme. You hear the love theme. You hear Darth Vader's theme. You hear all the central themes of the film. So um, he starts with the end in mind. And then he knows what his themes are. And he knows where he's going. He knows where the end point is. And so when he needs to score to the picture and he sees Yoda on screen, he says, I know Yoda's theme. I've already created that. I've already done that bit of hard work. So I can plug Yoda's theme in here in some kind of way. So they've already written their creative suites. They've got the creative part out and now they can start fitting their music to the actual picture. Um, and if you listen to a more recent example from Hans Zimmer, if you search for the, D the Dune sketchbook, Hans Zimmer, you know, his team wrote the soundtrack to Dune. The Dune sketchbook is literally just his creative suites. You can also find the official Dune soundtrack, which is the actual soundtrack. But the Dune sketchbook is literally his sketchbook. He's written this sketchbook before scoring it to picture. He's just come up with tons of ideas. And then later when the picture comes, he can snip those ideas out and try and make them fit the picture. So the creative work um, comes before the really tight deadlines. He's probably spent a few months doing the creative work. And then when the deadlines come, he, um, he it's easier to work to tight deadlines because you've already done the creative bit. Now, uh, there are other ways as well. You don't always have that luxury. 
some people write for TV series and they have to score a 30-minute episode every week. Imagine that, having to score a 30-minute episode every week. I know someone who does this. Um, but when you're writing for a TV show like that, firstly, you're going to be reusing a lot of material. And you should be using a lot of material because if you're trying to create new material every week, you'll go crazy. And reusing old material actually creates a sense of coherence that the show feels more unified. So there's a job called music editing, which is when people take uh, take cues from old episodes and they edit them to make them feel new and to make them fit the picture. They edit them to fit the new episode so that you, you can take music from older episodes and edit the music so it feels like it fits the new episode. And you can add new stuff on top of that. So you're kind of creating a new cue based on an old cue. And this saves God knows how much time. This is such a time saver when you're working to such tight deadlines. We have to score a 30 minute episode in one week. If you can take old music that you've already written and edit it so that it feels new, but it's actually, you know, it feels like it's it's written for that episode, but actually you based it on older stuff, then you're gonna save yourself so much time. And this is, this is a, you know, this happens everywhere. If you watch documentaries, um, then the music editor probably is as important as the composer. Uh, if you watch, you know, a children's cartoon, most of the music in a children's cartoon is probably edited to the picture from older episodes. So the composer has a lot of work to do in the first few episodes, but gradually the composer builds up a library of cues, which he can come back to and edit for the new episodes. So those are just a couple tricks that people use to write music faster. But to answer your question, Lucas, if you want to write original music, I would say one minute per day, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's very good actually, one minute per day, but aim for two, <laughs> aim for two. I think two to three is a pretty good benchmark. And one last note is, it also really depends on what kind of music you're writing. If you're writing basic, boring underscore, you could churn out several minutes of like static strings doing nothing, you know, that you could churn that out. But if you're writing a really complicated action sequence, that will take you a lot longer. It will be hard to finish three minutes of complex action sequence in a day. Um, and another last note is John Williams is writing on pencil and paper. That means when he writes it out, the music's already finished because all that needs to happen is, well, the orchestrator copies it out and then it goes to the orchestra and they record it. Whereas modern day, you're not only creating ideas, you then need to mock it up. You need to make it sound convincing on virtual instruments. And that in itself takes a lot of work. So maybe that's a reason why music is, John Williams's music is so active. Whereas a lot of modern composers, their music isn't quite so active because it's already so difficult to have to mock it up with virtual instruments that we don't have time to, um, to create super hyperactive parts. So 
you know, it depends on your workflow is what I mean, whether you're working with pencil and paper or whether you're working with Dorico or Sibelius or whether you're working with Cubase or Logic. It really depends on your workflow. It depends on the kind of music you're writing. And um, it depends on how creative you're being. Being really creative will probably take longer. Whereas if you churn out the first idea that comes to your mind without judging it, you might actually be able to write quite quickly. One of the hardest things as a composer is you're judging what you're writing. And you're like, no, this isn't good enough for me. This is too bland. And I realized that with my 24 hour piece, which I might do in another episode, when I had to write three minutes of music in a day, I was just, I wrote something down. And for the first few hours, I thought, this is so bad. This is so bad. And by the end of that whole process, I was actually really pleased with what I'd written. I really was. And it's pushing through those thoughts of this is so bad. This is so bad. When you're on a deadline, there's no time for that. Just keep writing. Um, and probably the more you write, the better you'll get anyway. Anyway, um, I feel like I'm starting to ramble. So hope that gave you some food for thought. Keep going, Lucas. It sounds, whatever you're doing, it sounds awesome. And remember folks that if you want to ask a question and be a part of the list, um, get some bonus exclusive content once per week for composers, then you can join the list at insidethescore.com forward slash composers. Thanks for listening. See you soon.